If you've ever felt like an imposter, struggled with insecurities, or battled your inner critic, then this podcast is for you. Embrace humility and gain access to your real self by unlocking the power within you. So here's your host, Dimple Bindra. Welcome to your Soul's Transformation Podcast. I am your host, Dimple Bindra. From the Me Too movement to gender equality, some researchers believe that women empowerment can possibly lead to an increase in divorce rates. And do you know what are the top reasons for divorce in our country? According to Marriage.com, infidelity, money, lack of communication, constant arguing, unrealistic expectations, lack of intimacy, weight gain, lack of equality, and sadly, abuse. And we need solutions to our problems, don't we? So let's find out the views of our special guest today. He is a globally renowned spiritual leader, a celebrity, and he has spearheaded an unprecedented worldwide movement for a stress-free, violence-free society. Through so many programs and teachings, a network of organizations including the Art of Living and the International Association for Human Values and a rapidly growing presence across 155 countries. He has reached an estimated of 370 million people. He developed unique, impactful programs that empower, equip, and transform individuals to tackle challenge. Please help me welcome Sri Sri Ravi Shankar to our show, Your Soul's Transformation Podcast. Welcome Sri Sri Ravi Shankar. Sri Sri Ravi Shankar, thank you so much for joining us. Today we'll be talking about insanity overriding humanity. My first question to you is, why are rapes happening all over the world and what leads to this sexual aggression? Any type of aggression is where the human values have been buried. You know, it is due to stress, it is due to lack of sensitivity, lack of care and concern for others. I mean, it's just degradation of values. How can we end this rape culture that's happening all over the world? First of all, let us say that this is, we cannot brand it, it is a culture. We, what we need to see is, it is a disease of our humanity. And this disease which has overtaken humanity. See, once you say it's a culture, then it means that we are trying to cultivate that sort of attitude but it's not so I see that this is lack of sensitivity lack of care and concern for others and basically people are not educated enough in values of honoring others respecting others the importance of non-violence in life has not been emphasized enough so you're saying we should not call this a rape culture we should call it as a rape disease yes it's a problem that is facing the world today right you know, we, there are two types of problems that we are faced with. One is aggression and violence. On the other side is depression and suicidal tendencies. These two extreme tendencies of the human problem that we are facing need to be addressed as up. Otherwise, we'll be nowhere. Absolutely. So there is an urgency, a need to educate people, make them sensitize, make them aware of the value of non-violence in life. See, today, aggression somehow got itself latched with uh, 
masculinism or machoism or pride someone who is very aggressive is considered to be the hero so how can we cultivately educate and empower the women and children who have been traumatized because of this trauma relief is something that we need to do and using breathing techniques you are able to do it very fast breathing technique meditation goes a long way curing this you know trauma and we have tried this all over the world now whether it was tsunami or post war or ptsd that people are experiencing the veterans breathing exercise combined with meditation and sudarshan kriya which we are teaching all over the world last 40 years has proved to be a most effective tool Shri Shri, our society has consciously or unconsciously implanted in our male youths that females are an object or a commodity and something that they just can possess. How can we reach a stage where we teach our youth males to have respect for females and also to learn how to end gender gaps and promote equality? A gender equality should be promoted at any cost. At any cost, like we promote dental hygiene. <laughs> like the gender equality should be part of education mm-hmm. and being out of living foundation lay lot of emphasis on gender equality and girl child education very good in the third world countries where usually people don't care much to educate children anyway she is a home maker and what is the need for her to go to college or you know high school and all that this is a general attitude that people have and especially women themselves have this sort type of attitude they yes. don't like to send their girl child child to school mm-hmm. this has changed in the past decade there are many ngos who are engaged in doing this governments are coming forward to you know take up this issue i think this world over we should do you know recently what happened in saudi arabia is again great welcoming news that women are allowed to drive for the first time right absolutely. in centuries yeah so on a positive note i see that there is more and more women empowerment happening in the world if it is happening in saudi arabia if it's happening in middle east uh, and in the far east and in the asian countries in south america in africa this is something that we should be happy about it Oh good. Okay. So we also have like this rise in teen pregnancies in our country, especially US, UK. What are your thoughts about it? If it's an accidental pregnancy in teen, again it's a matter of concern and uh, they need to be educated. I feel they need to be educated on the dangers of teen pregnancy. Women are being more independent in our culture while that is a good sign. We also see a rising trend in broken families, divorce rate going high. and the impact that has on children could you please share your thoughts and why this is shaping this way and how can we help robust a family environment and nurture a right work life balance for our professionals yes diversity should not be linked to women empowerment our women being independent it should be seen as a basic issue of breaking down of communication lack of trust and stress and stress is the root cause of all this absolutely so, but see neither at home nor in school anyone teaches us how to get rid of stress how to be more flexible adaptable and yet move forward with our own vision you know you have a vision and your spouse has a vision they don't need to clash with each other you can have independent vision yet there can be synergy between them this awareness can be created only through a calm and a creative mind not destructive mind for a common creative mind 
you need a meditation. Mm-hmm. Okay, because <laughs> I was going to ask you, there are a lot of men that are suffering from this, especially when the women are becoming more independent and they just go out, you know, to work. And then a lot of men feel that there is no synergy between the relationship. So what message do you want to give to all the men out there? who are actually seeing the women who are being empowered and who are being becoming independent but then the women initiate the divorce i would say meditation and workshop like what we are doing would help them a lot mm-hmm. okay it will help them to keep their communication at a very high level mm. see when communication takes a beating when a couple came together they have come together to make their life a celebration bring joy to each other and to the whole family Now, what is it that can bring us joy? What is it that can keep us together? They need to ponder on that. And for that, you need a stress-free environment, a trusting environment. Absolutely. And this, they both have to create that. There are a number of techniques, number of, you know, meditation techniques, breathing techniques that we teach and that has helped many, many, many families around the world. Okay, good to know. Thank you. So we do see majority of the population being diagnosed with heart related issues, substance use problems and issues like mental illness. And this has evolved in the past decade within the population of 20 to 40 years of age. How can we improve the overall wellness of youthful population that today is distracted by technology, disrupted by overindulgence and destroying themselves with the wrong lifestyle? always on the phone like always on the phone especially in the bay area and when i'm driving i literally see people being on the phone 24/7 and i'm like oh my god what can we do about this yes i understand this very much i've been facing these issues every day that people say you know has technology overtaken our lives his technology should not be blamed for it although you know some people tend to blame technology Says, technology is the cause you know it's not the technology it's our own attitude because we have not been told anything else other than that you know we have been living in a virtual world so from there we need to come to real world when there is a real world conversation real world engagement with people and again i come back to the same point um, meditation people who are fond of meditation are when they get the taste of meditation how that inner peace is so important so essential for everyone's sane living a normal living then they know the limit how to use the technology rather than make technology use you interesting good point thank you in your view is mental illness growing and if so what parts of the world and what might be the root cause lack of trust in each other isolation without a purpose and stress again we had to come back to the same point as i said in the very beginning stress either make you very aggressive or on the other side it can make you depressive so d- depression anxiety and a sense of suicidal tendencies are all in in yogic science we call them are a sign of low prana mm-hmm. low energy in you So according to Ayurveda we say you know when the prana level goes up and you just come out of these tendencies and when the prana level goes up the stress level goes down they are related you know when there is high prana there is no stress mm-hmm. when the stress level is higher you feel exhausted tired and you feel life is worth nothing 
Right. You know, mm-hmm. we give so much time and value to the amenities for life, but we are not attending to life itself. In art of living, the very aim of art of living, purpose of art of living, is to give emphasis on life force. You know, we have seven layers to our existence. Body, breath, our mind, our intellect, our memory, our ego, our self. These aspects of our inner existence, our faculties of our consciousness need to be attended. This education is a must, I would say. See, a violence-free environment is that that we all want. Nobody likes to be in an environment which has violence. Right. A violence-free environment, a disease-free body, Confusion-free mind, inhibition-free intellect, trauma-free memory. No one likes to walk around with a traumatic memory in their mind. Exactly. We want to get rid of all those trauma and make our memory sharper. And a sorrow-free life. This is the very goal and purpose of every individual. And it's a birthright of every individual. I would say through education, interaction, and through culture... We must acquire all this. And what can institutions like Art of Living do to help this cause? And what can we as Americans do to change this perception and promote the right behavior within our community? Time and again, we'll get many ideas. I would say we should implement all of them. Because our goal is to make our society happier society. Our society free from violence. And our society free from both physical, mental and spiritual diseases. Mm-hmm. So, um, uplifting the spirit is what we all uh, need today and create a wave of happiness in society. Mm-hmm. Art of Living is committed to it and there are hundreds and thousands and uh, millions of volunteers around the world who have this inspiration to make a better society, happier society and a stress-free life and I'm all for it. Wonderful. Can you share your life journey? How did it start? Who were your gurus? And what inspired you to be a renowned teacher? You know, I didn't aspire to be a teacher. I became a teacher by accident. Oh, really? Okay. (laughs) Because I had what what experience I had. I started sharing with people and then they started calling me a teacher, a guru. Mm -hmm. So that's how it all happened. Okay. So who were your gurus? My first guru is, of course, my mother. And then my guru, was he was the teacher of Mahatma Gandhi as well. And my grandfather was with Mahatma Gandhi for 20 years. Oh, in wow. his ashram. Oh. So we had a lot of inspiration, inspirational stories. We grew up with the stories of Mahatma Gandhi. Oh, interesting. Thank you for sharing that. And this next question is very personal to me. How do you explain the serpent energy or the kundalini energy to a yoga agnostic person? To someone who's really fanatic about kundalini energy. There is a lot of misconception about kundalini energy. You need a proper guide, proper system of yoga to learn and practice it. So I would request people just don't go in to anybody who says I'm going to raise your kundalini like that. No, so you really end up being a troubled person. You know, you may lose your sleep, your mind may go haywire, your attention span may reduce. So I would recommend them to go step by step, the Ashtang Yoga, the, the eight path 
eight steps to yoga, eight limbs of yoga. And then through meditation, you can invoke the Kundalini. There are three types of Kundalini, Chit Kundalini, Prana Kundalini, and you know, Shakti Kundalini. So there are three types of Kundalini also. And Kundalini means what? Kunda is our body. Mm-hmm. Kundalini is the energy in the body. And this energy passes through all different endocrine glands, you know, it activates our glands. And so it need not be a dramatic experience, but it is a gradual blossoming of your inner potential. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Okay. It can give you vibrancy, it can give you zeal, enthusiasm, a vision and intuitive ability and many such uh, what so-called supernatural power are not supernatural, they are just embedded in your own life. We all have energy and we can invoke this energy or um, unblock this energy. That can give us a lot of vibrancy and happiness and blissful feeling from within. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your, your perspective on it. My last question to you is, what is the significance of the way you dress? Is there a history or meaning behind it? <laughs> No, you know, this is just traditional dress. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like the color white is what I was like referring to. Color? Uh, I think it contains all the colors. It does? <laughs> it's very colorful. Okay. White is that which has all the color yes. in it. Right. Okay. So, because this specifically, this question came from some of my students and they really wanted me to ask you this. And they're like, why does you always wear white? You know, they really want to know because they wanted to be dressed in white as well. I'm not so bent on any particular color. Okay. I'm only interested in making life colorful oh. <laughs> for everybody. Everyone's life should be colorful. Wonderful. And your heart should be pure as white. Absolutely. Thank you. Sri Sri, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your presence with us. Namaste. Namaste. So that's it for today's episode of Supercharge Your Soul's Transformation. Head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing of a $15,000 value private VIP day with Dimple Bindra herself. Be sure to head on over to superchargeyoursoulpodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Dimple's gift. And join us next time.